0: free pbxclub.com pbx pickleball excellence join the club it's free this is gail leach author of the art of pickleball and here's the host of the pickleball show chris allen thank you gail and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport my name is chris allen joining you today from asheville north carolina and what do you say, let's walk on over and see whose paddle is in the fence. Today, joining us from California, it is the one and only Prame Carnot, author of Smart Pickleball and one of the world's top pickleball coaches. Prame, how are you today?
1: Good morning, Chris. I'm very well. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: So good to talk to you again. I know that you've been super busy. I am a subscriber to your newsletter, and I recommend that everybody subscribe to it. You've been the world traveler the last few months. You've been uh, teaching pickleball not just throughout the United States, but you've taken it overseas. You've been to Europe. What countries did you uh, visit in the past
1: few months? last month uh, and the last few months has been uh, pretty hectic i had a two-month tour on the east coast of the united states and then three months from there i had to fly out directly to spain um, where i taught in madrid but of the viva pickleball tours uh, i was there tour pro so uh, i was there for nine days teaching uh, the local players of, in Spain, but also players who came from the United States were part of the tour. And then from there, I moved to uh, Nice in southern France, where the French Federation of Pickleball is uh, existing right now. And uh, I went on to teach there um, and do also some demonstrations out there in, uh, in Nice, France, uh, in the French Riviera. And then from there, visited Paris, uh, though I didn't do much of pickleball in Paris. My family are there. From there, go to England to see also my sister. But then, uh, near her place uh, in the Midlands, uh, in a little town called Solihull, I had to go and teach and do some demonstration of pickleball. Most of these demonstration and pickleball pictures are actually on my web, on my Facebook page, uh, the Pickleball Guru.
0: We'll link to that in the show notes. It's Facebook.com/slash/The Pickleball Guru. That's right. Boy, that's nice playing pickleball in the French Riviera. That's uh, it's got to be a nice experience. Nice way to spend a few days
1: Absolutely. And uh, I'm actually planning to go back next year and I'm probably going to take a few people along with me back to the French Riviera and uh, give a very, very exponential experience of not only pickleball, but also culminating with um, a lot of experience in the French Riviera between obviously the Mediterranean, Monte Carlo, and uh, a lot of other wonderful culinary experiences, which uh, France has to offer. So that's uh, in the plans for 2016. It's probably in September to 2016 is where I'm planning to do that.
0: Keep us posted and we will uh, definitely spread the word as the dates draw near.
1: Perfect. From England, I went down to Germany, in Frankfurt precisely, and then from there to Amsterdam, where I also taught again a lot of pickleball.
0: You've really become just a, a worldwide ambassador, probably one of the top proponents of the sport, spreading the word and planting the seeds, not just around the United States, but around the world as well. So congratulations on that and great job.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Chris. It's very, very interesting to watch also by some different parts of the country. They are all in the nascent levels of their game. Uh, obviously, it's not as big as it has been in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. It's a new sport to them, and they're they're pretty much just beginning. And is it hard to find equipment and places to play in these different countries?
1: Definitely, uh, certain areas have difficulty in finding places to play, like uh, how it happened in the in the states. Uh, it's uh, it's slowly, definitely, uh, the local ambassadors are making uh, very strong inroads in their local uh, communities. France actually was able to, in southern France and the French Riviera, they were able to actually uh, manage to get the, the community courts to be actually painted with pickleball lines. So they actually have dedicated or four pickleball courts on an outdoor court and they also have some indoor facilities. Oh, great. Amsterdam has done the same as well as uh, Solihull. and I heard that though I didn't visit there um, in the Oxford area in England there's a very active strong uh, pickleball community emerging from there and who participated in the international tournament in Madrid and I think the the English contingent was the biggest one in the European side Wow that's exciting
0: now what uh, when we spoke a few months ago before you left to go on your worldwide tour I remember mentioning that I was looking forward to talking to to you when you got back just to see what you thought the differences were if there were any uh, differences between the American players and the European players do they have different strategies do they draw from other sports that we don't normally play here in the United States I didn't know if having a background in cricket or other sports that are popular in Europe if that would make a difference at all and uh, what did you find when you were in the different countries did you see differences coming from different sports
1: that's a very interesting question, Chris. Um, in Spain, uh, there's a uh, there's a game which is uh, very popular called the paddle. The paddle. The paddle. Yes, uh-huh. it's just with one d, so it's p a d l e. Hmm. And paddle uh, is uh, is a game which um, resembles like platform tennis. Mm-hmm. It's not really on a platform tennis. It's a full size net and it's played with the walls around and it's played with something similar to a platform tennis racket, but it is a little bit different, a lot lighter. And uh, it's very popular in Spain. I saw that actually uh, a lot of those players from that background are actually playing pickleball and uh, the techniques are actually very advanced in certain ways. I'm not saying advanced compared to other racket sports, but it's making them an easier transition, coming into, into playing pickleball for most of those paddle players I saw there in Spain. And in England, I was actually surprised at the amount of players who were there were mostly cricketers or at least former cricket players coming from that background. Uh, they were able to actually use some of their uh, techniques which is unique to cricket because I used to play cricket when I was a kid and it is very interesting to notice that the certain way they play it.
0: What specifically would a cricket player maybe be more adept at or more skilled at than somebody maybe with a just a baseball background here in the United States? Is there anything?
1: There's not anything much specific Compared to the baseball, but there are a lot of those shots which are looking, looks like a, a baseball strike shot. So there's a lot more swing with a little bit more of a two-handed style, which I see in cricket, with the bottom hand on the, on the paddle, mm-hmm. uh, because they use a two-hand to hit those strokes, and uh, the bottom hand being more dominant.
0: What's something that an American player could maybe learn from a European player? technique wise and then what's something that a european player could learn from an american player is there anything like that
1: i'm not sure there is much uh, definitely a lot of european players can learn from uh, from our american counterparts in terms of the soft game more more patience and um waiting for the opportunity to play and now i think our here in America, we uh, have a lot more experience and a lot more time. And as I said, it's still in the nascent level. So I think uh, the European counterparts probably can learn more from the American side from in terms of technique, but also in terms of approach the game. From the American side, I have something to learn from the European side, it, sometimes I find certain groups more in an intense competitive place, even in a recreational set- setup. And I think uh, I see it a lot different there uh, in Europe generally being more relaxed about it and having fun with it. Maybe it's because still in the nascent stages, they are not, you know, trying to beat on your <laughs> opponents all the time.
0: <laughs> they haven't forgotten that it's supposed to be fun and that it is just a game. That's right. <laughs> now in in England, you know, they're certainly known for Wimbledon and the grass courts there. Uh, maybe England could be the uh, the first location where they have grass pickleball courts. <laughs> uh, I would. Uh... The grass would probably get in the holes of the ball, though, and probably would uh, be. It would have to be some pretty short. Short grass, wouldn't it, to not interfere with play?
1: That's totally true, uh, but uh, having said that, clay court could be definitely a good pickleball option because I actually had played an tournament on clay and actually won it a few years ago in Florida. And uh, so maybe France can go with the red clay and try and see if that would work. Yeah. Are you
0: fluent in uh, in any of the languages uh, that that's native to the countries that you visited? And and if not, I'm I'm sure you couldn't be in all of them. How did you overcome the language barriers in the different countries you visited.
1: Um, being French by citizenship and having bo- been born there and then having spent a lot of years in France, I, I am quite fluent in French. So French was definitely not an issue for me. Uh, in Spain, uh, I do understand Spanish, but I don't speak it as fluently. But I could, uh, because of my French influence, probably it's easier for me to understand more Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. But m- most of the Spanish players were able to speak English during the tour. Definitely we had more people who spoke English, so that was easier to deal, deal
0: that. Mm-hmm. What about in Germany?
1: In Germany, most of them are mostly English-speaking expats, so it was not difficult. And the uh, same in Amsterdam. Uh, in Amsterdam, it basically English is like a second language, so most of them spoke fluent English, actually. So there's no big issues there at all.
0: Now, what is the status of the equipment over there um, in terms of getting paddles and balls? Is it the same companies that we use here and they're just, they're just exporting over into Europe? Or do they have their own companies making paddles and, and uh, nets and things like that?
1: Actually, your first part of the uh, question answers that part. it definitely a lot of the US companies are exporting their products out there and the local ambassadors or uh, people who have uh, initiated the, the, the movement in, the, in that part of the world have definitely bought equipment from here and uh, been selling there and uh, there are a few companies, particularly Prolight has been very prominent in around uh, that area.
0: That's great that they have access to the uh-huh. uh, same equipment that we have here.
1: And I have to thank all those uh, local ambassadors. For you know, investing their personal time and money in getting those paddles out there, and nets and a- equipment to make it easier for uh, other people to access Pickleball.
0: Any big takeaways? Any big things that you learned? uh, Anything unexpected uh, that you came back from Europe thinking, boy, I I didn't see that coming or I didn't plan for that? Not
1: particularly on the Pickleball part of it, but I definitely, uh, I'm a very strong history buff. I love a lot of historical uh, sites and I've spent a lot of time in parts of Europe learning a lot about architecture and the tour. Uh, gave me a lot of insights on uh, and the tour guides out there actually gave us a lot of insights about uh, a different part of the European history which I was not aware of so I was uh, blown away by the quality of information given and the way it was given in a very simple way and then also visiting all the beautiful castles and old towns was uh, very insightful for me personally I enjoyed it and I would like to continue doing more of those even in the French tour next year.
0: Well like I said definitely keep us posted. And if you do a 2016 tour over there via Viva Pickleball Tours, uh, let us know and we'll spread the word. And I know that there are a lot of listeners who would love to join you next year.
1: Thank you, Chris. I will.
0: And Prem, uh, you're going to join us next week. We want to talk next week about uh, your new ratings and goals website where you can rate and evaluate yourself. Is that correct? That's absolutely right, Chris. Well, that sounds exciting, and I want to hear more about that as well as a brand new format for your best-selling book, Smart Pickleball. And we'll hear more about that next week. Prem, look forward to talking to you then.
1: Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for having me on your show.
0: That's Prem Carno, one of the world's top pickleball coaches. And you can find out more about Prem and uh, all that he's up to around the world at thepickleballguru.com. That's thepickleballguru.com. And you can also go to smartpickleball.com, and that'll take you there as well. So what are your thoughts about what we discussed today? We'd love to hear from you. Email us anytime, mail at pickleballshow.com. That's mail at PickleballShow.com That's where you can find us on the internet too, PickleballShow.com We're on Facebook as well, Facebook.com slash PickleballShow uh, Twitter.com slash, wait for it, PickleballShow (laughs) We make it easy for you and we'd love to hear from you anytime on any of those places. Also, head over to iTunes if you get a chance. Hit the subscribe button, which means you'll never miss an episode. Plus, if you feel it's appropriate, leave us a five-star review, which helps boost us up in the rankings, makes it a lot easier for other pickleball players to find this show. I'm Chris Allen. This is The Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low.